Hey, welcome to Her Stored Spirit podcast. Do I have an episode for you? I have been asked so many times of just, Tammy, I just want this pain to go away. How do I get through this faster? And for the most part, everyone's like, there's no fast track. There's no way. But I share my experiences over the last 10 years, and I give you um, this episode, the first steps in fast tracking your healing. And though it may be simple, I talk about how powerful it is. So listen in and don't wait another day before making your decision. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm the host. And one of the things that's been on my mind is this idea of fast-tracking our grief. Fast-tracking to healing, fast-tracking through whatever pain you're going through. And I get the question a lot of, what's the fastest way I can heal? How can I just get away from this raw pain um, how can I get through this, whatever this may be, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's a loss of identity, loss of confidence, loss of a job, loss of a spouse, loss of a child, um, any kind of grief. And you know from a previous episode, I don't limit grief to just losing a person. Sometimes it's part of ourselves that we've lost that equates to the grief. And so all the time, it's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here. I didn't choose this. Or if it's based on a decision that I made, this is not how it was supposed to be. I get the question of, just tell me what to do and I'll do it, whatever it is. Just tell me what to do. I will do anything. I There's got to be more than this. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay in this raw pain. I just want my life back. You may not even know what life looks like after, but you just know that you don't want to stay here. And so I'm going to say, maybe with a little controversy, because grief doesn't have a formula. Healing doesn't really have a formula, but there are things you can do. And there's things that I've done that, though my healing may have seemed to take a really long time. I mean, I'm 10 years out from the loss of my husband. I'm 15 years out from loss of my mom. I am 14 years postpartum. I am, there's things, there's time. Time is, 
has, um, I'm stubborn. I take things slow. I like to do things intentionally. I'm an Enneagram one. If I'm going to do it, I like to do it right. Um, which causes inaction at times, which causes the, the freezing because if I don't know what to do, I don't do anything or I just do everything which is kind of what I chose to do. I, to see, I would just throw darts and see what would work. And I was looking back at the things that made the most impact, the things that really helped me. And if I would have just done these few things, my healing and my restoration would have fast-tracked a lot faster. Now, one thing I will tell you, You can't circumvent any of it. You can't go around. You have to just put your head down and dive through it. You have to crawl. You have to claw. You have to push your way through. There is no magic pill. There is no magic wand. There is no shortcut in that you can just go around it and heal and be done. You can't shove it down or just pretend like it doesn't exist. I've talked to many of you and I know that that's kind of the choice. That's the way that many, many of you been through that you may have done, whether it's momentary or long-term. And though it may seem right in the moment and you just survival, this is the early stages of grief is all about survival. But when you're ready to heal, when you're ready to be restored, there are things you can do to fast track your your healing, fast track your healing and your grief and find your identity, find your confidence, find your, well, your life again, and not just live, but thrive. I don't want to just live my life. I don't want to show the kids that grief is all there is. I really, really want to thrive. I want to have, I want to have joy. I want to have love. I want to have peace. I want to have happiness and kindness and all of the fruits of the spirit. I want to have experiences. I don't want to have my whole life surrounded by grief, surrounded by pain and the fears that come around with it. So one of the first things that you can do, one of the first things that I did is decide that you want more. It seems really simple, but it's not easy. You have to decide that you want to heal. Now, why is that important to decide that? Because at that moment, when you make that decision, your brain does something different. Different areas of your brain light up you're about to embark in a moment when all of those fears are going to come flooding in. The moment you choose that this is not enough for me, that I want to heal. Your brain is going to keep you safe, not successful, and it's going to fight against you. That's why it's so important to make the declaration. I want to heal. I want to get through this. I want to thrive in life. And you in that moment, when you make the decision, decide what that looks like. 
what does healing look like for me right now? You don't have to decide what the ultimate healing looks like or what your goal a year from now, what you're going to look like, but decide for the moment, maybe for the next week or two, or just the foreseeable future. Define what healing looks like. What do you want? For me, I wanted to be able to laugh. I wanted to be able to have a happy experience without complete and utter sadness. And so my one of my first definitions of healing, when I made the declaration for myself, when I decided that it wasn't going to be the end of my story, but my story was just going to keep writing itself. And every day I'll have a new chapter. I defined healing as doing something intentionally, whether it's for myself or my kids. Doing one thing intentionally, which means that I had to plan it out, which means I had to decide in advance what it was going to be when I had to look and see. And then it had to be something that had a result. Many times it was, for me, I once a week, I got dressed, I put on makeup, and I did my hair. Once a week. That's it. I would put a little effort into my identity, into my persona, into my outward appearance, because I needed that. I needed to be more than just just a mom, in quotations, just a mom. No one's ever just a mom. But that's a whole nother conversation. I needed more than wearing sweats and having my hair in a messy bun. And I say that tongue in cheek now because most of my days, my hair is up in a messy bun and I don't mind it at all. But in those early days, I needed to feel good about myself. I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel like I felt my skin and my face all radiated the grief. And so by taking that intentional action once a week and in picking out an outfit, doing my hair, putting on makeup, even if I didn't leave the house, it was that act that started to change how I felt about myself. It started to change how I felt, which then in turn changed how my kids would react to me. Because on those days, those, even when they were tiny, they knew that I felt better about myself, whether they consciously knew or not. But those days I was able to do more things. So decide you want to heal and then define what that is for yourself and then do it. Pick one action that goes with, that'll get you that result, get you that feeling, get you that emotion that you want, that confidence that you need to get to the next step. So what could you do when you decide, you decide right now, right this moment, you decide that I am not going to stay where I am. And you don't have to have a big trauma to make this declaration. You can say it right now. You have everyone. I know all of those things that are going on in our brains, all of those fears, all of those what ifs, all of those um, blocks that we have, which I will talk about in um, an upcoming episode about these brain breaks 
and these blocks that why we can't actually do what we know we need to do and how we can, how we can change that based on neuropsychology and brain science and all of that. But for right now, let's just go back to that one simple moment. When you make the declaration, don't do it by yourself. Bring a friend, tell a friend. Now you want someone who knows you well and is completely in your corner and will pray for you and will also be your accountability. A lot of times this may be somebody who had similar experiences so they know that the small step and what it's going to take and what it how hard it may be, how challenging, but how much you really need it. So tell someone, also write it down. Write it and don't type it. There's a different different parts of your brain and it engages more area of your brain when you write things versus type them. The more senses you involve in this decision, the more real it becomes for your brain. And so write your declaration down that today is the day that I'm going to choose to heal. I had in a previous episode, we talk about choose your hard. Are you going to choose the hard to heal or hard to stay where you are. And in this moment, you're choosing your hard to heal. You're going to make that decision, write it down, tell a friend, and then define it. And the more you write it, when you do that, also write why it's important to you. I talked about in the previous episode as well about borrowing a why. And that's one of the reasons why I felt that episode was important to to get out before this one, because sometimes we don't know or we don't have a why. We just know. And so we need to borrow it, whether it's our kids, whether it is um, a friend, whether it's an inspiration for someone else or just because someone else can do it. We know we can do it, too you'll start to build those muscles and you'll start to have the why for yourself. All of a sudden you'll become worthy and you'll become impactful and your purpose will shine through. But for right now, that doesn't even matter. You don't even need to get that detailed. You just need to decide that it's time. Whether you feel like it or not, whether you want to or not, whether you're you're willing to commit completely or not, that'll come. And I just want to, you know, I'm going to stop there with the steps for a moment. And, you know, I think I'll probably just do the next step in the next podcast. But just let me talk to you for a little bit about the reason why I, the reason why I need you to heal. And maybe, and maybe this will encourage you. Maybe this will be, you can borrow this why until you're ready. But I need you to heal because I need you. Because you're wanted and you're worthy of a beautiful life. After my husband died, I knew right away and I attribute it to my relationship with God that that was not the end. I felt God telling me as I'm hearing the news, as I'm falling to the ground and not even processing completely what my journey is going to be, 
I feel God saying that this is not going to ruin you and it's going to be used for good. I truly believe that there's purpose in pain. I believe that we go through things to refine us and grow us and to point us to Jesus. Not that he does it spitefully or that he wants us to hurt, but I feel that this world is a broken world and we go through things because of that. We're broken bodies, we're broken worlds, we're broken and we need Jesus. And what better way to turn to him than to share experiences like he did and he like us. The moment that I heard the news about my husband and my two and four-year-old were asking me for a snack and for a drink and all I could think of is what now and why me? To that, he would answer, why not you? If not you, then who? Who is going to be the one who tells the story? Who is going to be the one who shares life after loss? If not you, who? And I want to extend that to you. I don't know exactly what you're going through. What devastating circumstances you've been through or the confidence that you've lost or your identity that you're struggling to find. But instead of asking, why me? The question, why me, is not even a question that we can get an answer to. But the question back to you, if not you, who? You have a story to tell. You have a story that others need to hear. You have a purpose. Whether you have a platform, not everyone needs podcasts and not everyone needs to have these, you know, these grand plans, this purpose that is so much bigger than themselves. But maybe you do. Maybe your purpose is are the the people that the kids that you're raising. Or if you don't have kids, maybe it's the people around you who need to see and borrow your inspiration. They they need to see that God is bigger than your circumstances and that there's joy even in sorrow, even in circumstances and trials and loss. Maybe the reason why you're going through this is because you're strong enough and you're going to choose the right way to heal. You're going to go back to Jesus instead of turning away from him. And maybe your story, your circumstance can help someone else. And sometimes you don't even have to know the person it's helping. You can just be walking down the street and say hi to somebody or talk, give your testimony, your story at church and someone can listen to your story and say, if she can do it, so can I. So it's really important that we get past this why me, this victimization, and decide and choose to heal right now before another moment goes by, before you spend another moment crying or desiring something different, but not doing anything. And even with healing, I know part of me 
early on is I was afraid to heal because I didn't want to lose that feeling, that connection, that those memories. I didn't want to start to forget. And I promise you, I haven't forgotten any of it. I haven't forgotten how I felt. I haven't forgotten those early days. I haven't forgotten those memories, all of those years that I spent with my best friend. I haven't forgotten how it was when he would walk in the door or the way he would play with the kids or the things that he would say or the looks that he gave me. I haven't forgotten any of that. I haven't forgotten who I was before the accident. I don't, rem- I don't forget those feelings that I had, those memories, that those times and experiences. I didn't forget any of that. It's still part of me. It's still part of who I am. But the person I am now, because I chose to heal, because my heart that I chose was to get off that nail and live and thrive. And for a long time, just to live was healing for me. And now I've redefined it into thriving, into I want more. I want everything God has in store for me. And I'm willing to open my hands and take it and grab it and hold on and see what I can do with it. But it all goes back to that one moment of this will not ruin me. That God knows that this is going to be really hard and that he is right with me and he will support me and he will support you. He knows what you're going through, but he can see the other side. He knows what your life is going to look like if you would trust him and depend on him and allow him to restore you. But you have to take that first step and just decide. Decide right now you want to heal. Decide that there's more for you and it's not for anybody else. It's for you because you are worthy, because you have life and you have purpose and you have joy just waiting for you. So decide, make that declaration and then define for the, just this moment what healing looks like. You don't have to look at people um, who are years down the road from on that healing journey and want what they want or expect that to be healing because you're on your own journey. There's no timeline. And sometimes that's really hard to look at and see and see from where you are now and see where they are. But you also don't know the mess that they went through. So talk to them, ask them questions, share your concerns, but don't make your definition based on what their life is. Look at where you are and just what is the next step? What does healing right now look like for you? And then do one thing intentionally for yourself, for your family, for your friends, whatever it is, it's okay to just take one step, one step each day. At the end of the week, that's seven steps you've taken. At the end of a month, that's 30 days, 30 steps you've taken. But if you don't make that declaration and you don't make that decision, you're not intentional. 30 days from now, you're going to be right where you are today. You're going to be right at the same place, wishing and hoping and wondering what's next. So it's not easy to heal. 
it's not easy to make those, to do the things that you know you need to do, but don't have the motivation or don't feel worthy enough for it, but you are. All right. Well, I'm going to stop there. Um, Next week, I'm going to share one of the biggest moments, one of the biggest things that helped me and fast-tracked my my healing. And so I hope you join me next week for that. But know that if you're ready to heal, if you're ready to make that decision and you don't want to go alone, if you don't want six months from now to look like today, if you don't want to waste another moment, reach out to me and let's talk about what healing could look like for you. If you want to talk about what your definition of healing could be right now, I'm here for it. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's let's get at it and stop allowing time to dictate what your life is like. You may not see today how your life can thrive through grief but it can. You may not feel like you want life to thrive right now. That's okay. But don't stay stuck in that that raw cycle, that deep pain of grief of or lack of confidence or your identity broken. Don't let your identity stay broken for long because you, my friend, you were made for so much more. You were lavishly loved by God. And he created you specifically because the world needed you. The people in your life need you. They don't need anything more than just you to show up as the best version of you that you can be. And you are so worthy of it, whether you feel like it or not, whether you believe it, whether you deserve it, you, you do because God says you do. So reach out to me, DM me, go on my website, click on the schedule, a discovery call, 20 minutes. You can see how your life can be different. That's all it takes is that 20 minutes and your whole life could change. When you're ready for it, I'm ready for it. Let's do this. I am so excited and I am so grateful for all of the women that I'm working with right now and I've worked with in the past because They've said yes to themselves. They're not saying yes to me when they call. And it is, it's vulnerable. I have a coach. um, I have several coaches actually who I work with and it's not easy. But when I say yes to myself, I'm saying yes to the possibilities and the hope for the future. I'm saying yes to what my life could look like. And what could your life look like if you said yes to yourself? Don't wait another day. Just don't think about it. If you feel that in your soul that that is what you need to do is you need to say yes to yourself. Do it. Click on the link. It's in the show notes or go to my website, TammyMarieCoaching.com and say yes to yourself. And with that, I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you have a blessed week and I hope that you can see that you are worthy of a beautiful life. Bye for now.